welcome children to another episode of As the World Burns. As uh, DJ Mark X used to say in our uh, Pirate Radio Radio Audio show. Back in the uh, glory days of video syntactics. So, broadcasting live right now from Trinity Bellwoods. So, uh, yeah, uh, yesterday uh, I had like a spectacular uh, uh, e-bike uh, crash, my first one, <laughs> at full speed, like 40 kilometers an hour, at uh, DuPont and Bathurst, so I got a, my front wheel caught a pothole and I went flying, luckily I was wearing my uh, uh, dirt bike helmet. Uh, and saved my life basically. And miraculously, I came out unscathed, and so is my bike. Uh, with all its bells and whistles, uh, uh, came uh, just fine. Nothing was broken. All the bags that were on the side were kind of cushioned the fall. What was I saying? Uh, yeah. So, um, oh yeah, and that's why my phone, yeah, screen broke. So I just managed to fix it enough to start this uh, podcast while still working. I have to fix the screen. And uh, so here we are, talking about, uh, well, the end. The end of all things. Because uh, in the beginning was the end. Right, think about it. It's like uh, in order for the beginning, like for the sound to start... Yeah, uh, then the silence silence has to end, and then uh, it's a, like a dichotomy. It's and uh, for the end was the same effect as the silence ends. It starts the beginning of silence, and then uh, end of sound. So they have this. Uh, ping-pong kind of going on between uh, the opposites the beginning and the end so so then uh, it makes uh, perfect sense that uh, in the beginning I was actually the end and then there was the beginning something had to end and then something had to start so, yeah, and uh, it's like uh, the bosses below, micro and macro, we have so uh, the first cells that are formed, uh, form a, what is it, uh, a zygote, an embryo, yeah, it's like uh, the, those are the first original cells that are in the tailbone, of, uh, from what I heard, I'm not a medical expert in nature. But uh, that's what I heard that uh, the first cells are actually uh, there uh, at our uh, beginning uh, of our spine, and uh, and then uh, it forms, uh, it grows, and forms uh, your ring, your uh, anus. And uh, from Uranus and uh, the rest of the body. So, uh, and then the, 
the hat and all that. Uh, or are they uh, start uh, right away producing uh, different uh, parts of the body simultaneously? But uh, to me, it kind of makes sense that it starts from the bottom and going up upwards, and then, and then we have uh, the top of the process. It becomes the front, the head, head first. So it's uh, it's actually the the beginning of the body, what is serves as our head and top. It's actually the end of the process. And uh, but the point is, I don't know how accurate that analogy is, but the point is that our first cells are in the tailbone, saying that's indicating the beginning and uh, the end of the uh, cycle and the process, whatever the process is. So, uh, and uh, so there was the end in the beginning and then there was the beginning, which kind of reminds me of the Churchill, Winston Churchill. Huh? This is not the end, this is not even the beginning of the end, but this is the end of the beginning. <laughs> and uh, therefore they're kind of uh, same thing. So the death, like birth and death, you know, what is death? Death is just change. It's changing metamorphosis, going from one state to another, ending on one state and going to another state. The whole universe is trope. It's like the energy uh, uh, vibrating uh, through uh, different states of matter, so, so to speak. And uh, the, uh, what was I Right. So, uh, and uh, the death, right? The ending of something which we already determined that signals the beginning of something else. Since energy apparently, or reportedly, uh, cannot be created or destroyed, first law of uh, thermodynamics, uh, from what I remember. And uh, so. Uh, it just ease and go and tran transferring from different states of uh, matter. So, and um, and death, it's a process of, uh, in uh, sort of spiritual biblical terms, uh, I mean religious terms, it's like when God says uh, the source of all life uh, wills, uh, say, like light to appear. So that's the beginning of the process. Uh, and God said, implying voice, uh, sound, uh, specifically, that uh, let there be light, okay? Meaning there was darkness, okay, now the will of 
divine source of all that is. They said, okay, let's create light there. Yeah. And then death is basically execution of a perfect execution of God's will. It goes, which was referenced actually in the, which one was it? I think it was the Gods of Egypt or something, the movie. It's like, absolutely fantastic movie. Highly recommend. So, uh, the goddess of death is a firstborn, older sister Thor, uh, daughter of Odin. And she ruled cosmos with him, all nine realms. As, uh, she explained, she executed, not only like literally executing someone, but actually executing God's will. So the God creates a, a cycle by saying, let there be light, and then the process of creation happens. And the death is the completion of that cycle of creation, of the will of God. Perfect execution of God's will. So it's not only to terminate or end something, but it's also to create and make sure that it comes through in its perfect uh, execution. So, so it's transformation, change and execution of, uh, from thought to action. Or in this case, in from thought to word to action. And uh, in Hinduism, too, with the Holy Trinity, Brahma, Vishnu, Shiva, Brahma is the creative deity, deity of creation. And uh, Vishnu is the maintenance and uh, nurturing the the present so the brahma would be the future the projection of, of what is going to be uh, and then uh, vishnu is the being present in the now like a taoist state of the mind uh, or the way is being, uh, which is in a nutshell, being uh, uh, aware of everything and attached to nothing. So, uh, and then the, the Shiva is uh, destruction, the end of the cycle or change. So, and consort Kali. So, uh, there are different uh, sort of uh, parallels to it. And in the Hinduism, also the god of the beginnings is uh, famously Ganesh, elephant uh, deity. An elephant uh, is also an old uh, symbol of the god of hosts, uh, Yahweh Sabaoth, and uh, but I would more I would say that it's more uh, refers to the uh, the father of the beginning. So it's Abba Sabaoth, the the father of hosts. So uh, Yahweh implies light. It comes from Egyptian Yahuwah, so covered in previous uh, segments. So uh, and like on Elephantine Island, coincidentally, 
in the Nile. Uh, it's the oldest, one of the oldest synagogues from the times when uh, Israelites were back in Egypt. And, uh, and there's a mosaic floor. Well, I, I saw the picture, I know it was like hot deteriorated, but you know, visible enough to uh, uh, clearly see the two elephants at the bottom of the uh, pillars of like. Uh, Like, uh, and the, uh, like in the Masonic uh, imagery of the, mercy uh, and uh, severity, judgment, and, uh, Boaz and, uh, don't remember. Yeah. So, uh, Jackie, I don't, I don't, I don't remember. Uh, and uh, well, the pillars of ascension and descension, like the way I see it. And it's like one is the reconnecting with the source, and the one is uh, separating from it. So. Uh, into your own identity and uh, so uh, yeah and then uh, on top of those uh, pillars uh, the uh, lines of Judah uh, representing power and also the lion symbol of Hera the wife of uh, Zeus yeah? uh, queen of heaven so like, you know, rules uh, Mount Olympus and uh, um, and, uh, Roman equivalent of Juno, you know, weapons, uh, I mean Jupiter. So uh, that's her symbols, also peacock, her symbols. And uh, if I can remember the cow, which uh, equates her with a Hathor, you know, the Egyptian uh, pantheon. Hathor, the the heavens, the starry heavens, the Milky Way of Hathor, Mother Goddess. She's the goddess of motherhood, childbirth, nourishment, and uh, like, uh, marriages, and all the wonderful things uh, related to a good life on Earth. And uh, what else is? Uh, yeah, trying to keep track of what I'm thinking. Oh yeah, so uh, yeah, so there were two altars in those old synagogues, like to the the father and mother, like the Virgin Mother of Creation and uh, the Father of the Beginnings. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, So when we reconnect with the, uh, our uh, eternal spiritual family and parents, uh, we become Adam Kadamon, like the original Adam, and it was a, a seven uh, energy centers all present and uh, activated and uh, conscious in the here and now and uh, there and then.
consciousness and subconsciousness. In the child state and the parent state. And then, uh, and away from the separating from that source into ego, I am enlightened. I am that I am. Is there like tra light traveling from the source yeah? in all different directions, all experiencing its own reality. With the souls having their agency to choose, to choose, making choice. So, and the question arises, who are we? What is that I am? <clears throat> that we're so attached to. And uh, cause of all that pride and uh, joy and sorrow and grief. grief. And uh, so uh, the, uh, are we the body? You know, people don't say I am body. No, they say it's my body. Yeah? Implying like that they're not body, they're just owning it. Uh, having access to ownership kind of place, access, controlling access. So, so yeah, so uh, most people don't know how the body works, they didn't create the body. So, uh, so they don't say, I am body. You know, they say, you know, it's my body. Then they say, uh, I, I, they don't say, I am mind. Yeah, they say, it's my mind. And I think I covered it in the first segment. And so on. And then spirit again comes in and out with the breath, spiritus means to breathe, that's again. They don't say, I am spirit. It's my spirit, my breath. They say, I am breath. They say, it's my breath. I lost my breath, I, whatever. Uh, so, uh, then the soul, our I am soul. Well, did we create a soul? There was some kind of I am outside of the soul that then came and created it and then said this is I am yeah? no so soul was given to us it's like part of that universal energy that is uh, uh, eternal in nature and it enters into temporal dimension of time space and doubt was only one thing really is the freedom to choose and by choosing it creates its own reality so, part of it, reality comes from subconscious choices and determinations and, and uh, fates and destinies uh, that are beyond our awareness. And then uh, part of it is for choices in our consciousness, so, uh, very much uh, what we're much aware of and in control. So, uh, so that, that we can say that I am my choices, yeah, I am my, my, my soul, which you know, has the agency to choose. So, um, so all of that is a providence, divine providence that is trusted in us in a lifetime. The body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, and our soul residing in it, making choices, creating, co-creating reality with our eternal uh, heavenly parents. So we are really plural in nature. It's not I am that I am. It's actually we are that we are. It's a, at the very uh, source of all that is, there is a trinity expressing duality, expressing unity. Because unity 
is expressed through that process of duality and trinity. Separation and connection, breathing in and out, that creates dichotomy. The beginning causing the end. So the end supersedes the beginning and that causing the dichotomy and because of that then uh, the end that ended then is uh, then slated to restart to begin again and that what begun is slated to end at some point. And it's only a matter of time and choices made. Um, so here we are. This is a segment about the end. So uh, all things come to an end, good and bad like waves, yeah, ups and downs, second thing like sound waves, like seasons, pattern, it's all, frequencies, it's all on and off binary, everything works in that kind of ending and the beginning, on and off, the opposites. So we live in the world of dichotomy, and dichotomy is uh, symbolically represented traditionally by uh, a creature, uh, uh, what is it, uh, afro, uh, anthropomorphic, anthropomorphic, whatever, anthropomorphic uh, image is a baphomet, it's like a half animal, half human, half man, half woman, uh, like uh, one arm up, one pointing down, one leg forward, one leg back. So all of that indicates the opposites, the dichotomy. So, so you, you look at uh, that uh, uh, symbol, that image represent, uh, represents like a totality of all the deities and all the concepts in one image so, uh, often uh, mistaken for uh, Satan uh, the adversary and, uh, or the, the devil uh, which is a state of uh, being more than one Deville is a city in French. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, because I mean that uh, goes back into the whole concept of like again duality of the virtues versus sins. Yeah. Well, when you're in the center, then you are uh, in your uh, being. Uh, and then you have unity, yeah? and if it's uh, off-centered in the ego, then it's a duality, it creates uh, that uh, sort of... Okay, which, you know, uh, 
brings us to the Buddhist concept of the first sutra. It's uh, so like it goes uh, from, I remember, like lifeless suffering caused by clinging to aggregates, that causing rise of karma, and, uh, turning wheels of samsara, reincarnation, and, uh, and to get rid of that uh, sort of human condition. One has to follow it, full normal path. So, but if you go back to the original text, written in Pali language, it's like contemporary to Siddhartha Gautama, uh, who was uh, prince, who was prince and uh, became Buddha. Buddha means awaken. Really. So he's not the Buddha. He's just. A, one of the Buddhas, one of the famous Buddhas, and uh, so uh, yeah, the words for suffering that's used for suffering is actually uh, 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 a reference to the axle hall in a round wheel, because uh, it's like the carriages that they used to get around. And uh, that uh, if the axle hole is centered in a wheel, so everything that revolves around an axle or center, it has to be if it has to be centered, then the wheel revolves evenly, providing comfortable, smooth ride. And uh, if the axle hole is off-centered. Then the wheel revolves unevenly, creating very uh, bumpy, uncomfortable ride. And that's, that's that word that is translated as uh, suffering is the, uh, actually, in effect, it's a metaphor that they used um, for the uh, off-centered center, or like axle hole, like square hole in the round wheel. So, and that creates suffering, uncomfortable, uncomfortable, right. So, again, the Buddha, would, when he was, you know, saying those things, you know, they didn't write right away, you know, he was telling it to his ascetic friends. It's like, hey, don't be hard on yourself, it's okay to enjoy life, everything in moderation, including moderation. And, uh, <coughs> And then uh, his uh, revelations of enlightenment uh, then were written down eventually by like, as it usually happens, like 70 years after the fact by his followers. Eventually somebody put uh, ink to the paper and wrote it down. But by that time they kind of lost, it's like broken telephone, they lost half of the message. So they only got the uh, the off-centered uh, axle hole metaphor, which then got buried in translations as the uh, life is suffering. And then armies of Buddhist monks, you know, in their temples, meditating uh, endlessly on how the life is suffering. It's all gone to shit, and it's all bad, bad, bad. And uh, then they all go crazy and. Uh, why? Because uh, that's only half of the picture. Because uh, we live in the world of duality, dichotomy. 
So uh, for a reaction equal opposite reaction, as the boss says below, reap what you saw, uh, golden rule, yeah? Rules this world, and the golden rule is possible through our freedom to choose within that dichotomy. And that dichotomy is maintained by the Holy Trinity. Law, truth, and peace as archetypes. Beginning, middle, and end. So, uh, the, uh, what was I talking about? Oh, the sutras. So, yeah, the, uh, the initial proposition, the opposite of dukkha. Oh, yeah, by the way, the word in the Pali language is dukkha. Dukkha, which is translated as suffering, yeah, which is actually means off-centered axle hole. Dukkha. Opposite of that is when it's centered in the, in the will. And the word for that is sukha. Dukkha and sukha. And sukha, coincidentally, uh, it carried through Sanskrit <laughs> all the way to Russian, because Russian is uh, one of the oldest uh, Indo-European languages, along with Sanskrit. And, uh, and sukha in Russian means bitch, like a dog, dog bitch, also insulting, like swear word. But it's a region, as we find out, it's actually not insulting at all, it's a compliment. It's like, it means you're being centered. You are where you're supposed to be. They say life is a bitch. <laughs> That's how it is. Life is uh, centered. It, it is where it's supposed to be. So, uh, dukkha, it's when it's off-centered. When it's in the orbit around center. And there, the rate of change changes from one thing to another. It cannot stay the same. Like when wheel spins, it moves from one place in space time to another. So things have to change. They cannot stay the same at that level. And uh, the farther away, the bigger the radius from the center to the rim, the more The point of reference of awareness has to uh, cover. So that becomes uh, what uh, Buddhists call samsara, you know, karmic uh, reincarnations on, at the rim of the world, where the egos are. Because uh, at the edge of the center, that's where the reflection of, of what's happening at the center is. And if it's distorted, then it doesn't show the true center. And then the consciousness, the soul gets confused where the center is and then starts to identify with the center at the rim, not at the at some center. So, uh, and there at the rim, you know, things have to change and grow from child to little to old and they die and get reborn and goes endless until the soul reaches awareness that it is at the center. And uh, and at the center, there are constants that revolve into themselves. Love changes into love. Truth changes into truth. Peace changes into peace. Thus, maintaining center of stability. 
Jad in Egyptian, pillar of stability. So, and uh, and that's where all the energetic centers are, and that the Tao in the middle way, the center, all the chakras and all the points of awareness. Like our stomach has as you know many neurons as our brain. And the interesting part is that the bottom brain, so-called, has only one way of communication to the top brain. Like the top brain cannot talk back to the stomach brain. It only receives instructions from below. Send me this, we want that, don't do this, and yada, yada. So, uh... So we have this, you know, duality. You have the mouse on top of your head connected to the Uranus. And the planet is called Uranus, as we talked about it in the previous segment. Because it's Saturn, Mercury, Urushalom. Uranus, it's Ur, meaning holy. And uh, so, uh, the end is the new beginning. And the beginning is the end of something else. So uh, that's how the life works. So as far as the virtues and sins, yeah, I mentioned before, we're gonna come back to that. It's uh, virtues. You all you need yourself. You don't need anybody else. You can be humble before God by yourself. You can be like humility, chastity. You can do by yourself. Don't masturbate. Don't waste your seed. Don't. Waste your Kundalini energy, nourish it, spend it wisely. And, uh, the charity, you know, charitable with your resources, not stood without uh, having other people involved. Um, you can be sober, sobriety is a virtue. Uh, by yourself, you don't need anybody else for it. You can be uh, uh, sufficient. Sufficiency is a virtue. Yeah? We're talking about in the Catholic Church, like Universal Church, the Church of Rome, Horror of Babylon, and Bible. So that's. Uh, but I know, don't throw the baby with the bathwater. All religions and churches have a lot of wisdom in there, just have to know how to read through it. So, as we discovered with Buddhism and Judaism and other religions. So, uh, yeah, so like sufficiency, you can be self-sufficient without any other else. And the patience, again, doesn't involve anybody but you. The last one is what, diligence, yeah. Diligence is uh, two. 
doesn't require anyone but yourself. But when it comes to sins, now you have like plurality all of a sudden. You need someone else to like sin against. You can, like, if you're not one with your soul and your ego, then you're sinning against your soul because you have this schizophrenic duality of the ego, you know, in conflict with the soul making decisions, while ego is basically telling you what's happening, who you are, like your self-image of yourself. Persona comes from Greek mask, it's what we project for others, and ego is what we see ourselves as. And uh, meaning I am in Latin. Nuk Panuk in the Egyptian. Yeah? It's, uh, I, I am. So, uh, and the, uh, yeah, so the, uh, what's the first scene uh, in Catholic canon? It's a pride, yeah? The Lucifer fell from grace. In order to fall, you have to be exalted first. So obviously, it was the loved angel of God, was beautiful, representing light bearer, which is actually a reference to Saturn as uh, sort of where the first root chakra where light appears as it was time and space and starts traveling with uh, electromagnetic radiation, like a capacitor discharges its electromagnetic spectrum with sound and light. So like time starting in space, uh, Kronos, Saturn, and then like light of uh, luminaries appearing, Kronos being the first one, who is also a luminary. Saturn emits its own light. And, uh, and then Jupiter was associated with sound and thunder and lightning, electromagnetic discharge, electricity, the, also lungs and liver, determining what to keep, what to discard. Ancient Egyptians believed that our first concept of self formed in our liver, in the physical plane, because liver is the first organ in the body that determines what to keep and what to discard, implying some kind of sense of self image. Like, well, I want this, I don't want that. And it's a very fastly regenerated. Um, notorious, you know, Prometheus uh, gave fire to the man from the uh, forges of uh, Vulcan in Roman, uh, the Hephaestus. Uh, yeah. Who was the you know metal? Who is the you know his eternal? Uh, sorry, like a concept of we uh, a blacksmith and like uh, all of the gods and making all their thrones and weapons and uh, whatever regalia and so on. And then notoriously he was thrown out of uh, Mount Olympus, and then uh, the gods missed him so much that they sent Bacchus to uh, god of uh, you know wine to get him drunk and uh, bring him back to Mount Olympus against his will. <laughs> Funny enough, because uh, he didn't want to come back, <laughs> so they basically kidnapped him and uh, brought him on a donkey back to the Mount Olympus. So, uh, yeah, he's one of the few to ever return after being banished in Greek mythology. So. Uh, yeah, God of Technology, in a nutshell. Why was I saying this? I don't remember. Anyway, 
Yeah, so we're covering what since pride, right, and pride, envy, envy, what, not against yourself, envy against somebody else, you know, greed against, not even greedy with yourself, you know, that would be like total psychosis, you know? people greedy against somebody else again, right, and greed last again, unless you're a narcissist, most people last. That's why like Ten Commandments I shall not covet thy neighbor's wife's and belongings and so. So uh anger again. Sure where people can be angry at themselves, but again it implies that duality within themselves. Or themselves and God and some kind of separation into two. Uh, that are in some kind of uh, opposition to each other, uh, hence the word satana comes as an adversary. So if you incorporated something as part of your being, it becomes an adversary. So if your satana is not your root chakra in your awareness, it becomes something external to your idea of yourself. If you're in your ego, then then becomes an adversary because, you know, those parts, parts of you, they want you, your mind, consciousness, your child part of yourself to recognize it, that it's part of you, that it's your subconsciousness, the parent part of you. Uh, so, uh, so they're trying to get your attention one way or another. So, uh, the, uh, like gluttony again. That's uh, that's one of the uh, scenes that is actually here than anybody. I can just like be gladness uh, on your own, just fine. The VFON. There's like. They have different Latin names, Belzebub, Asmodeus, uh, Satana, means uh, anger. Uh, well, be on that adversary, it's in, on that uh, scale of virtues and sins. The opposite of patience, the sixth uh, virtue. The sixth sin is the anger. Uh, and uh, sort of the name for it is the Satana very very angry state of being and why is it angry because it's a screaming soul child screaming ah! it's uh, some of these conflicts uh, between parent and child and uh, and that uh, screaming anger outrage is that fighting for some kind of uh, Recognition, awareness, acknowledgement, uh, warning sign. Like uh, people usually scream if there's like large distance between them, or there's incoming danger, and they're trying to warn someone, or they, you know, like uh, they're really uh, trying to use all their energy to uh, correct or prevent something. So there's like still fighting spirit in there. Whereas the last uh, scene is the sloth. And what is sloth? That's when nothing matters. It's like they don't get angry anymore. They don't care anymore. They just basically die, die on the inside. And uh, 
uh, as the uh, subconsciousness uh, like within the matrix of the universe working through our micro world of atoms and my microbes and uh, cells and so on eventually reaching like you know from mineral fungi and a plant animal human kingdom reaching our sort of dimension of reality so that uh, uh, life is a journey not a marathon <laughs> so uh, there are a lot of uh, sort of aspects and things to consider kind of lost train of thought of what I was talking about I have to listen to it again to pick it up from there I'm just uh, trying to cover all different angles in this podcast um, so, so uh, oh the sloth the last deadly scene right let's say like you know reference to the death of the soul which is like really hard to achieve it's possible but it's hard to achieve they like throw you to hell for a while to before they destroy you uh, so uh, and that's uh, like St. Peter's Gates of Awareness that's your pineal gland yeah your pine cone so, so to speak and that is uh, narrows down and filters out uh, from information from the subconsciousness about six to seven billion pieces of uh, distinct information per any given moment in time sp- space uh, and uh, down to two to three thousand so, so pieces of information that then goes through the pineal gland to the conscious awareness of all the sounds, all the visual, all the thoughts, everything, feelings, for any given moment. So, and uh, the process, the uh, the Saint Peter, <laughs> Peter Rock Petros, you know, referring to brain, yeah? that's here, uh, point of awareness where the reaches Christ consciousness, the crown, yeah? where we become aware of what's happening. And uh, so that's, uh, it has to be there, the, somebody at the gates, like St. Peter has to stay in there at the gates before people enter to see the Christ, awareness, consciousness, what people, bits of information. In uh, sort of scientific terms, it would be uh, nanopeptides, right? They're like smallest bits of information in the bloodstream that are, again, binary. Some are charge positively and some negative depending what energy we sort of uh, how we charge that energy within us you know either positively or negatively so uh, every moment in our uh, brain the brain cells are born and die and uh, like millions of them yeah? and the ones uh, there are only two types that are being created. They are either set to absorb negative neuropeptides or positive neuropeptides. <coughs> and so, uh, and the, and the, the way body determines which neuro, uh, the cells to neurons to 
produce uh, is uh, what's the most prevalent uh, sort of uh, type of uh, neuro neuropeptides in your bloodstream. If it's negatively charged or more, more prevalent, then the, the receptors will be created to receive those. And uh, if the positive uh, present more prevalent, it's like food source for the brain, then the po positive receptors would be created to absorb all those. So therefore, originally you change your mind and you change the world. Yeah, it takes a while, you know, sometime to change that uh, tuning from negative to positive and so on. But it is achievable and possible. And as we are product of our environment, environment is a product of our sort of creation as well in involvement. So it's like we are inside, we're the center of our being on micro scale and externally and macro scale, we're outside, we're breathing inside and outside, we're the center of the universe in all directions. And so in all kingdoms and all forms of matter and forces and it's all requires to be here and for us to exist. And, uh, and that's why we can be synchronized in the same frequency, time scale, and we can understand each other and communicate and have similar experiences and empathy and, and so on. And all the wonderful things. We have like lizards sort of the root chakra systems that check for our safety, security, survival, well-being, are we being attacked, are we losing anything, is it safe here? And then it opens up to the neural cortex where higher thoughts of uh, what I attributed to hum human being, uh, philosophy, wisdom, arts, uh, creativity, compassion, kindness, empathy, uh, and so on, love and all that. that uh, enables to flourish uh, once our sort of bases are covered and not threatened. So, uh, and uh, so this is the episode about uh, sort of these things. You know, that we, it's good to be aware of. It's kind of, it's a map. You know, it's, it's useful to have map in the physical world to know where you're going get the safest and easiest path and so in the spiritual world it has its own topography and, and it's good to be aware of how we build spiritually and uh, how it all sort of comes together because in the spirit world that's where actual reality is created and the material world is kind of the afterthought of that. it's the stage where life is the stage or the what's been created already in sort of ethereal planes uh, is transcended and uh, appears as a physical reality that we experience and so we are co-creators of our own reality so to speak with our divine uh, sort of source and that's the eighth and last sort of hermetic principle generative principle that everything comes and returns to the same source so that's it.
coming and going, beginning and the end. Uh, two sides of the same coin. Life, death. One cannot exist without the other. Breathing in and out. So it's uh, just the nature of the beast. <laughs> so, I think this is it. It's a beautiful night here at uh, Trinity Bellwood. Uh, really pleasant weather it's like a foggy and warm it's like no wind it's very calm right now there's a couple of people around it's very quiet so uh, yeah maybe like next time we'll talk about uh, I don't know what else we can talk about. Some, something else. I'll think of something. If you have any suggestions, uh, give me a shout. I don't know. Leave a comment. I don't know. I'm just uh, trying this podcast platform for the first time. I used to do it in a pirate radio, in the radio format, whatever. Like, um, but uh, it seems to be uh, working well. Um, I don't really care to reach a wide audiences. I'm uh, happy if like one two people heard it. Uh, mainly people I know and my friends, and that's all I care about. And it's just uh, it's good for me to uh, just to express all those thoughts. So it's uh, kind of out of my head. But, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, so yeah, the world is pretty crazy right now. Here all sorts of talk about imminent DMP attack in November and blah blah blah. So there's you know there's all sorts of in the world of uh, God, the souls uh, ruled by universal consciousness, universal mind. In the world of egos, they're controlled by the sort of uh, bigger, biggest egos, uh, baddest, uh, and they're all in their ego struggle for power and dominance, and they're uh, creating sort of this matrix reality where they want to sort of entrap everyone, sort of most of the souls that are not awake yet into that sort of virtual reality of their making controlled by artificial intelligence eventually also it would seem it's kind of inevitable uh, development and um, that's what book of revelations is talking about and it's their kind of script the babylonian sort of uh, wizards or the sorcerers rather um, have uh, planned it for long time okay. I gotta go, love you all, so long and thanks for all the fish.